0: KRXO FM and KRXO HD, Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore, Tulsa. A product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the franchise Oklahoma City Thunder first take postgame show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise, Tulsa. What is up,
1: people of Oklahoma? The Oklahoma City Thunder drop another game. Their two-game winning streak has come to an end. Aww. To the Indiana Pacers in Oklahoma City, 107-100. A valiant effort, but nonetheless, a loss. The Thunder are now 8-12 on the year. What's up, everybody? This is Brady Trantham alongside Miss Madison Morris. As always, we've got Matt Burton back in studio doing a stand-up job like he always does as well. And uh, come come out and say hi to us. We are at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. And I can already see a lot of people walking this way down come the street. To us. Uh, the game obviously just ended, so I'm sure this place is going to be jumping mm-hmm. loud. And uh, drinks are flowing. The food is great. It's a great environment. So come out and say hi to us. We don't care. Even if we're on the radio, you can still say hi and we can wave at you. But uh, Madison, 107-100 to 100 to the Indiana Pacers. A much, mm. much, much better effort than that oh my atrocious game that we had to watch a yes. few weeks ago when the Thunder went up to Indianapolis. But um, I, I guess quick thoughts uh, starting off. I think Steven Adams is at least back. Yes, uh, I would say so. I was a little hesitant to like really crown him uh, after playing New Orleans twice in a row because it is New Orleans. He was going yeah. up against Jackson <laughs> Hayes and Jaleel Okafor, and those mm-hmm. guys are pretty fringe at this point. Jackson Hayes has a, a high ceiling, of course, but he's a rookie. Right. I wanted to see more out of Stephen Adams in this game against Miles Turner, Damana Sabonis, and he e- extremely, he more than impressed. Eight of eight from the field, mm-hmm. 20 points, uh, was the Thunder player of the game on the uh, TV broadcast. Uh, really can't disagree with that at all, but at least Stephen Adams looked good, but we'll get into this later. Shea Gildas-Alexander, though, and, and Chris Paul, they combined to shoot nine of 28 from the floor. 20 points between the two of them and at the once you get down to the end of the game and two of your better players are shooting that poorly in a game decided by a few points. I mean, that's that's what it's going to come down to.
2: No, absolutely. I really do think that this was mainly um, kind of a game for the Thunder Bigs because guys like Danilo Gallinari, Stephen Adams, obviously, they both played so well. Uh, they combined for 38 points tonight. Just really good effort out of those guys. I thought Nerlens Noel played really well when he was in. Dennis Schroeder, obviously, having a standout game again. But like Brady was saying, not really too much of a show up from uh, Chris Paul this game. Shea just Alexander, he had a very quiet six. points didn't really show up until the second half of the game Uh, but that was kind of the same thing for Danilo also so just kind of a weird game in context but overall I mean I thought it looks like a much better well-rounded game and that's kind of what Billy Donovan was talking about in pregame he was saying that Indiana is such a versatile team and they're a well-rounded team where they don't have a quote-unquote it guy so it has to kind of be an effort from everyone on the floor to contain this team because they're really good at shooting when they can get it going they have guys who stretch their full stretched the floor very well uh they have guys like DeMontis Sabonis who has just been phenomenal I think he he picked up a double-double tonight which is his sixth consecutive he's just he's playing so well this season that was someone who Billy Donovan highlighted in the pregame it's just there's there's a lot of guys like this on this Indiana team so everybody needed to contribute and I really do think that's why the Thunder lost tonight because I don't want to say that not everyone contributed because you look at Chris Paul, he had 10 assists. He was dishing out the ball really well, getting those guys involved. And that is part of the job of being a lead point guard. But he only finished with four points and those four points came back to back there in the fourth quarter. So it really wasn't like he showed up too well on the offensive end of the ball. So... You know, it's just it needed to be more well-rounded for the Thunder. I think every guy really needed to be involved tonight to get past this Indiana team because they weren't able to do that, like Brady was saying, when they went up to Indiana, and we all saw how that turned out. (laughs) And so now they kind of... They didn't do the same thing at this game, but it was just a couple of guys didn't really show out when they needed to, and I thought that could have been the biggest difference maker in this game.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty off-balance performance from the entire roster because, like we already highlighted with Shea Gildas-Alexander and Chris Paul, uh, you kind of touched on Danilo Gallinari. Mm-hmm. He was incredible in the third quarter. He was 5-5 five of five from the field, 14 points in the eight minutes that he played. He's probably the one reason why the Thunder didn't get blown out in the third quarter like they typically are. For sure. Because... The Pacers scored 30 the, uh, in the third quarter. Oklahoma City scored 28. Obviously, Gallinari had 14 of those. I, the defense in the second half, I just didn't like it until late. But I get, well, let's touch on Chris Paul just a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is the second game this year that he's had double-digit assists, which sounds crazy. But, again, there are three-point guards on this team, and a lot of times they'll all play on the floor th- together at the same yeah. time. So one player is not going to be able to gobble up a lot of assists on his own time right. and time again. But even still having said that, I kind of get what Chris Paul was doing tonight. He's done it before. He did it on the road on Sunday against New Orleans. He's picking his spots, and he's mm-hmm. becoming more comfortable with taking those shots at the end of, ends of halves. Uh, he did it tonight in the end of the first half. He did it. He tried to do it tonight. He didn't score his first bucket until the fourth quarter. He hit some pretty big mid-range shots. Yeah, kept the Thunder um, in the game, put them in a position to win. Jay Gildas Alexander had some big shots down the uh, towards the end, but it came down to the Thunder down one hundred three to one hundred. They get the stop on defense. They get down on the floor. They run a nice little play. It takes a little bit. Uh, it takes a while to develop. Chris Paul finds Terrence Ferguson alone, relatively alone on the left corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee closed out on it fairly, or Milwaukee, <laughs> Indiana closed Milwaukee. down it fairly well. Terrence Ferguson misses. The Thunder lose, um. and, and and it comes down to those little things. But then you, you keep going back and just saying, well, Stephen Adams had a good game. Gallinari had his normal good output. Shea mm-hmm. and Chris ah. Terrence Ferguson, three of seven from the floor. I like the seven attempts. Yeah. I don't like the lack of clutchness with that type of shot. You've got to hit that shot. I know Terrence Ferguson isn't known for his offense, but Madison, you've got to hit that shot.
2: No, completely. I completely agree because that shot that he missed, that corner three at the very end of the game, that really could have made the biggest difference for the Thunder to win this game tonight because that was, what was that, either a tying shot or it would push them ahead by at least one point. That was huge, and he couldn't close out on it and kind of, Uh, What I wanted to touch on with this game is the biggest issue that Oklahoma City is facing right now is that they're not able to close out the way that they need to because they either exert little to no energy in the third quarter, but then they really power back in the fourth quarter, and they are fighting for dear life. Or they do what they did tonight. They had a pretty decent third quarter, and then they really just could not carry over the energy throughout the entire second half, and that's why the fourth quarter kind of got away from them because – Indiana, they had a couple of big shots right there at the end. And then obviously what we just said, Terrence not being able to hit his shot. That's just, ugh, it's not like gruesome for this team, but it's so detrimental if they can't close out in the way that fans want to see him close out. And so I kind of understand, you know, people might be frustrated with the way this game ended because there was one point they led like 96 to 95. And then like the blink of an eye later, I mean, Indiana was up, and they remained up for the rest of the game. This game had 13 lead changes, and a lot of that came there in the second half just just because it was so back and forth. And if Oklahoma City can't push ahead to get a comfortable lead, I don't see it going well for them just with how this team is this season. And I don't want to, like, smack them around in the face. They played a pretty decent game tonight, you know, minus a couple of attributions. But it's just, you know, you got to close out games like this or it's going to end up like this at the end, and it's just going to be disappointing.
1: No, no, like your diehard Thunder fans – they're going to be – they're probably already 20 games in the year, the Thunder 8-12, and 12, which is funny because, what, two seasons ago, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, that team started off 8-12 and 12 before yeah. they went on a – what was it, a 9- or 10-game winning streak. And oh, then, yeah. unfortunately, to tie this all together, that's when Andre Robertson got hurt. We'll get to that a little bit Yikes. later, everybody. Um, but I would say your diehard Thunder fan, while they probably understand at the same time that losing is better for the long term because it helps your draft positioning mm-hmm. – it still sucks to sit there and watch your team lose, especially lose games that they have plethoras of chances oh gosh, to win. Yeah. But at the same time, Indiana going into this game, I thought was not just a step ahead of Oklahoma City, but maybe even two steps ahead. They're, they came into the game 13-7, 6-seed in the East. Mm-hmm. If the Thunder in the Eastern Conference, maybe they're around the same spot. But I, I just like Indiana's roster overall. Having said all that, the Thunder really let one get away. Really, depending on what side of the tanking fence you're on, you're either upset or you're a bit par for the course right now. But, uh, Mr. Burton, how many post-game shows have you done this year thus far? Have you done all of them, all 20 of them? All of them, yes. Every single one. Wow.
2: Ooh, look at Matt. Does,
1: does it not feel like we're, we're basically doing the same show over and over with this team? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. They were close at the end, but just didn't have didn't have that firepower to to close it out.
2: Exactly.
1: And I mean that's going to be the common theme as long as this roster is the same and you know what you know what I mean by that we're 11 days from a December 15th when half this ro- when half the league can now be mm-hmm. traded again and that of course opens the door for maybe Chris Paul maybe Danilo Gallinari maybe Dennis Schroder we don't know but as long as this roster is intact this team is going to have that same problem but we'll get into all that so uh, Mr. Burton let's go ahead and fire up some good stuff let's do the uh, thunder player of the game
0: now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. I feel like we can't say Steven
1: Adams. I know. <laughs> it,
2: I, I want to, though, and I looked over at Brady as the game was coming to an end, and I'm like, dang, like, Steven Adams is going to be my player of the game. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, that's a little, you like... You can get
1: away with another person, I feel like. Oh,
2: uh, you definitely can. Yeah. You probably could. Do you want to go ahead and go?
1: Oh, uh, well... Okay, now I, I'm going to put you. Under, I'm going to put you under the bus, then. Do it because I'm I'm going to make you get somebody else. <laughs> okay. So I already highlighted Danilo Gallinari. Uh, he finished the game with 18 points, seven of 13 from the field, four of six from the three point line. Uh, but really, his best play was in that third quarter where he was perfect from the field, five of five, 14 points. Uh, like I said, probably the guy that kept the Thunder afloat. And one of the common problems with this team, they don't have a guy that can match an opponent, either a team or an individual on on the opposing side, mm-hmm. that gets hot. And a lot of these games have come down to those third-quarter disasters, those third-quarter collapses that have either extended leads for the Thunder's opponent or um, lost the lead for the Thunder coming out of the locker room. Yeah. They don't have a guy that can. They don't have a Russell Westbrook. They don't have a Paul George that can save them while the rest of the team is starting to get their legs back out from mm-hmm. uh, from the locker room. But Gallinari played that role tonight. And when Gallinari or Shea Gildas Alexander or Chris Paul or even Dennis Schroeder that yeah. we've seen in the past uh, few weeks, if one of those guys can keep up the scoring, the Thunder are still going to be in a good spot in the fourth quarter. Daniel Gallinari was able to do that, even with Stephen Adams being perfect from the floor. If Gallinari is 3 of 5 or 1 of 4 in that third quarter, the Thunder probably don't even have a chance in the final few minutes.
2: No, right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is no news to anybody listening to the show that Gallo is extremely valuable to this team right now. Uh, Just the way that he's been able to be consistent throughout this season so far for Oklahoma City has just been phenomenal for people to watch. And since Brady has given me the challenge (laughs) to not name Steven Adams as my player of the game, even though he played an absolutely perfect game. um, So I kind of want to go. uh, This might not make a lot of sense, but hear me out for a sec. I'm going to go ahead and give my player of the game to Abdul Nader. I was about
1: to say it better be Nader.
2: It is Nader. <laughs> it is definitely going to be Abdul Nader just because uh, he shot three of four tonight. He was one of one from behind the three-point line, finished with seven points. Uh, he did have two rebounds. Uh, he didn't he looks any- like a
1: different player. He
2: does, because, and it's been like that for the past, I want to say, what, like a week or so? Maybe been, even a little bit longer. Since Amadou Diallo
1: has been out. Yep. Yeah,
2: and I feel like that speaks such volumes to a guy in this league. Just seeing a teammate, especially one who's a little bit younger but is getting more playing time, You see him go out with this injury, and like obviously, there's they're saying like four to six weeks, you know, until he's reevaluated. Which Thunder fans
1: that are familiar with this team, we all know what that means. We all know
2: (laughs) what that means. And so you see a guy like Abdul Nader who wasn't playing the best when Hamidou Diallo was out there, but now he's being called up. He's getting earlier minutes on the floor. He's getting more minutes on the floor, and he's been able to like show out a little bit better than he has in the past. And so I think that speaks volumes to the kind of player he is. Is when he knows that the or he has a little bit more responsibility on him, and uh, people are really relying on him to come out there and take over what Hami was doing. Because obviously everyone knows how well Hami was playing before he went out. And so it's just kind of been a gruesome thing for Thunder fans to see that happen. And now Abdul Nader is coming out. And he's actually playing so much better than he was at the start of the season. And I really do think it's because he knows he has a larger role now, and he has a little bit of some shoes to fill. Exactly. And so that that's why he's my player of the game, because I thought he played well tonight. He only played about 16 minutes tonight, but like I said, he shot pretty well. Uh, he was efficient when he was out there. He's looking like a totally different player, and I can appreciate that, especially that's what this team needs right now.
1: Yeah, anytime the Thunder can get uh, uh, solid bench contributions from somebody not named Dennis Schroeder, because we all know Dennis Schroeder is going to take shots and more times than not, he's going to be able to put points on the board. He's that talented. But as soon as Hamadou Diallo went out, I was scared. I was like, that means more like uh, Abdul Nader, which thus far has not been very pleasant. That means more Deontay Burton, which shout out to Matt Burton, your uh, loving cousin. (laughs) Um, We all love Deontay Burton, but still they're, they're into the bench guys, and we all know what could happen if that's the Mm -hmm. case. But Abdul Nader has really stepped up to the plate, and just a week ago in Portland, he had a career high 23 points, albeit in garbage time, but he followed that up with another great game at home in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. City against New Orleans. A solid effort, but overall, if you look at the box score on Sunday, it was bad. Yeah. But now tonight, another good effort, and that's what you want to see when somebody Gets an opportunity they didn't otherwise have. They need to, they need to step up and take oh it. And gosh, that's what other yeah. ladies has been doing.
2: No, I completely agree, and it's just been refreshing. I think Thunder fans should really start paying attention to this guy because uh, he's obviously he he was a star when he played with the G League. Like I got to see a couple of those games. Uh, obviously, he was like what G League player of the year in 2017 or yep. something. He just he's a good player. Sometimes I don't think his talents can carry over as well into the NBA as he did in the G League. But here's the thing. I think he's showing so much progress right now. He's stepping up when he's called up, and that's a big thing right now. And so I really think he's becoming more of a reliable player for this team. So my hats are off to Abdul Nader, especially for this game.
1: I mean, Mr. Burton, are you just going to disagree with all of us and say that Steven Adams is clearly the player of the game, (laughs) or are are, are you smelling what we're stepping in right now?
0: No, I'm smelling exactly what you're stepping in. But no. good. Steve Steve is perfect. What can you say? He is
2: perfect. He is perfect. (laughs) He is perfect. And
0: again, I wanted to, like
1: I said, I wanted to see a performance like this. Obviously... Yeah, go 100% from the field. I wanted to see a strong performance like this out of Stephen Adams because, again, I didn't know how much of that was just the New Orleans factor. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see Stephen Adams really bounce back from his left knee contusion that hampered him uh, at the beginning part of the year. He's not looked like the same player that we've been accustomed to seeing over the last few years. He's starting to get back to that. That's always a good sight to see. That's going to help the Thunder out uh, moving forward. 107.7, the franchise. 1079 in Tulsa, Madison Morris, Matt Burton Studio, Brady Trantham here, live from Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. Like I said, people are starting to come in. Uh, Madison. What did you order tonight?
2: Uh, tonight I ordered this. It's an herb-crusted salmon.
1: As did I.
2: And oh yeah, Brady ordered the salmon as well. I actually tried salmon for the very first time. By the way, I'm 24 years old. I tried salmon. <laughs> you live in a landlocked
1: state. No I one's really, going to put it in I'm originally you.
2: from Russia, so what can I say? <laughs> they don't have salmon there. So I tried salmon for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and like shockingly, I really liked it. So I ordered it tonight, and I'm really pumped for it to come in.
1: Yeah, I cannot wait. Everybody, I cannot wait. Everybody, you're missing it if you're not here if you're walking around oklahoma city and you're hungry come out to flint restaurant get you some food get you some good drinks and then come say hi to us we're right by the front door but you are listening to the franchise thunder first take post game show on 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in tulsa like you just heard the awesome voice on the radio on the radio machine 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in tulsa this is the thunder first take post game show live from flint restaurant underneath the cold cord hotel in downtown oklahoma city lovely lovely evening i must say
2: it is there's christmas lights
1: there's christmas lights tis the season one the season one might say madison morris your lovely voice brady brady trantham here with matt burton back in studio keeping us all afloat burton say hi to all the folks out there hello folks (laughs) <laughs> there you go. We love it. Everybody, like I said, the weather is great. We actually walked over here from the arena uh, just to skip and a hop from the arena. Oh, yeah. Um, at halftime. And outside of a few sprinkles, lovely yeah. weather for December. Can't complain.
2: I feel. I think it's finished raining now. And I don't see anybody walking around with rain jackets or umbrellas, so come enjoy the Christmas lights. The ice skating rink is up and running. I had no idea it was already time for that, but then again, it is December, so It's just
1: a pretty little light show. We look out the window here at the Flint restaurant. It's
2: very nice, so come enjoy.
1: Yeah, come enjoy. Uh, The drinks are flowing. The food is great, like we always say. They always take good care of us, and they will take good care of you as well. So come out and say hi and enjoy yourself on this Wednesday evening. But. Mm -hmm. You'll have to do something fun to take the uh, stink off of this game. The Thunder <laughs> lose 107 to 100 to the Indiana Pacers. Much better effort than the one we saw a few weeks ago, but again, the result remains the same.
2: It did. Oh what man, a bum.
1: this is just the Thunder eight and twelve. But man, they fight hard and they're scrappy and they're always in position to win. They just mm. can't do it, Madison. They I, like, can't. It's we all knew that this was going to be an uphill battle coming into the season. You you have to trade foundational superstars like Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Yeah. You have to build on the fly. You've got a lot of young guys that have bigger roles and bigger responsibilities than they've obviously had in their short NBA careers. There's going there's going to be some tough times.
2: There will there will, there are definitely going to be some tough times. There were some tonight, and here's the thing. I think one of the biggest key factors for the Pacers being able to win this game is they had seven guys finishing in double figures tonight, compared to the Thunder's four. All all uh, five of the starters for the Pacers they finished in double figures. They have such. I kind of like talked about this in the first uh, segment that we just did. But Billy was even saying this tonight, too. They have such a well-rounded team. Guys who are able to take multiple roles when they're out on the floor. Uh, You had guys like DeMontis Sabonis. He shot 7 of 13 tonight. had 17 points. Kind of got in a little bit of foul trouble there. Uh, He picked up five fouls. I think he got that fifth one when there was about two minutes left in the game. So it's just you got to play smart. And I feel like the Pacers, they do play really smart because guys like Miles Turner, he's such a versatile player. He's such a powerful center, but like I kind of said in the first segment, he's able to stretch the floor a little bit more. Um, He played really well. Jeremy Lamb, Thunder fans should be very familiar with him. He finished with 13 points tonight. There's a Um, lot of
1: players on this Pacers roster that Thunder fans should be Oh, familiar for sure.
2: With. Oh, like Dougie McBuckett? Man, that DeMontis
1: Sabonis sure is good. I wish the Thunder had him. Oh, like, oh wait, no. they did. <laughs> hey, Doug
2: McDermott's really good at shooting. I wish Oklahoma said, Oh, It's okay, Thunder wait. fans. A
1: part of DeMontis Sabonis became Shea Gildas-Alexander in, like, That's every true. single draft pick. And then if Danielle Gallinari is traded, then a part of DeMontis Sabonis becomes that as well. Dang. So Demonta look at it Sabonis that way. Is
2: just such a good basketball player. And uh, honestly, um, so in the pregame tonight... Uh, before the game, Billy Donovan, he was asked about DeMontis Sabonis and just his involvement in Indiana, kind of compared to when he was here in Oklahoma City. And Billy just had praises to sing about this guy because he really is such a good player. If you've watched DeMontis Sabonis play uh, this season, but especially last season, I really felt like that was his breakout year. Um, this guy has such... He's just become such a good player. He's evolved so much. I want to say he's only 23, 24. He is still young. He is powerful when he's out there. He plays aggressively, and I really do think that he's become one of the leading factors on this Pacers team. He's made that place his home. He plays at such a high energy level, and he's very comfortable when he's out there. Um, Obviously, Steven Adams, he was able to do good stuff on him tonight. Did really good on Miles Turner, and um, just... It, it, I don't know. It looked really good from the Pacer side because this team, they're good. They're just not, they don't have stars on their team. And that's why people kind of sleep on them a little bit. But when they come and they play aggressively, they get it done.
1: And that's – I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the difference between a Thunder team that is building on the fly and a Pacers team, which is still, you know, at the end of the day, a middle-of-the-pack Eastern Conference team. So who knows what that actually equates to. But they at least have cohesion. And, oh, yeah, Mm. they're waiting for Victor Lodipo to come back. So who knows how good this Pacers team could actually be be if they are at full strength. But – we need to get into some kick-assness, Miss yes, Madison. Yes, I would love to so, talk about some kick-assness. Mr. Burton, let us fire up that there kick-ass possession of the game.
2: This song just screams it gets, kick-ass.
1: It gets the people going. It gets the blood <laughs> blood flowing.
2: It does. Uh, well, Brady... It gets my,
1: it gets my brain thinking,
2: <laughs> which so, it, which
1: never happens.
2: Mine is not either. Uh, but. My kick-ass position of the game is going to involve a Mr. Stephen Adams and a Mr. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Obviously, I wanted Stephen to be my player of the game. I'm still technically considering him my player of the game. He so is like, the player of the game. He is, like, he's a Thunders player of the game. we said got to be different, though. Yeah, I like to be different. So, <laughs> Stephen was on the mind when it came to being the player of the game, and it does involve him because this happened in the third quarter. Uh, Stephen Adams, this is just, like, it kind of leads to how versatile he was in this game. He was really able to play a complete game and do some really good things out there. So uh, he was standing beyond the arc, and he gives a very smooth, underhanded pass to Shea, uh, who was breaking away to the basket at this point. And he puts it in for a highly contested dunk. It was it was probably, like, the best shot that Shea made during that night, or during the night. And um, it, it really showcased Steven's ability to find his teammates on the floor. And um, just, I don't know, it looked really good. It... It was a good play um, at the time for them because it put them ahead 61-60, to 60, and that really did lead for the Pacers to call a panic timeout at that point. And so if you can put a team who is shooting really well on the night, if you can kind of put a halt into their firepower at the time, uh, that's a really good thing to do. And Steven Adams really was able to utilize Shea on that point. And so it, it just looked really good. I know that's probably like a that's super random, but it was just a really good look for the Thunder. I think at the time that was only Shea's third made bucket of the yep. game. So it was kind of a, uh, for Shay, but obviously he picked up, like, what, 18 or 16 later on. So it really wasn't that bad. But honestly, it just looked really good. It was a good look for Steven. I thought he was just, he looked like a leader out there tonight. He looked like the leader and that really showcased it.
1: You know what's pretty kick-ass, Madison? What? Breaking the rules. I love breaking the rules. I'm going to break the rules of this segment. Oh, please do it. Because this isn't necessarily a kick-ass possession. But it was a very telling sequence of what I assumed was going to be...
2: I'm ready for it. Just, uh maybe
1: a little sequence that tells the big picture of the difference between these two teams and again this is the they they only see each other twice different Mm -hmm. you know interconference play but it really stuck out to me so in the first quarter Malcolm Brogdon comes off of a Damanis Sabonis scream rolls off of it bounce passes back to Sabonis who's rolling to the basket who finishes you know routine it looks so routine looks like They were just basically going up against air. Mm -hmm. Cohesion, that goes back to the cohesion. And although Malcolm Brogdon, this is the first year that he's on the Pacers, he is an experienced player. And if you Mm -hmm. add an experienced savvy player to an experienced savvy team, usually, more times than not, it's a perfect match. On the following possession by Oklahoma City, the ensuing possession by Oklahoma City, Chris Paul did the same thing with New Orleans Noel. He threw a perfect bounce pass to New Orleans Noel, who had nothing but... Open paint in front of him, mm-hmm. and Nerlands dropped it. <laughs> now I don't want to throw Nerlands under the bus because these passes—they you know, have to be so fine. Yeah, you've got six foot twelve, seven feet tall people running around, so who knows how? Like that's a lot of body. Yeah, right that's a there. lot of body, a lot of limbs.
2: Oof.
1: it's hard to catch passes. Yeah, but that to me was like, ah, uh, yeah. If this game comes down to a possession or two, it's going—I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> and. Hey, While it was it a seven-point game, it was really a one-possession game uh, until T.J. Warren uh, finished it off with free throws. And, you know, to me, those fine little details. Fine those, details. Those fine details are what are going to separate the Thunder from what they are now. And if next year, the year after, if they want to get back to where they were, those are the type of plays that they have to clean up yeah. if they want to get back into playoff contention.
2: No, absolutely. And I really do think the game of basketball, it is such – it's it's so much about being timely, being precise, and being efficient when you have the chance to do it. And I really thought the Pacers did a really good job – of doing that tonight. I think the Thunder, they had their moments and they always do throughout the season. They always have some really good moments. Guys like Gallo will have timely shots. Um, especially like Shay, when he has it on night, Dennis Schroeder has had some nights where he's had timely shots. But it's all about timing, really. And I think especially it kind of goes back to Terrence Ferguson's missed corner three there towards the end of the game. If that would have went in, this game would have been a completely different story, probably. I'm just like spitballing right now. But I really do think it would have. And I don't want to throw Terrence under the bus and say that this loss was all on him not making that shot. Because guess what? Sometimes shots are just not going to go in. And that's the way the game is played. However, I think it could have been so different if it had been more consistent throughout the game, not necessarily there in crunch time, because things are going to go wrong or they're going to go right. It's a 50-50 shot there at the end. But if you play at a high level throughout the entire game, don't make those silly little mistakes, then it could be so different for you. And I really think that could have been the case for the Thun- for this Thunder team tonight. And I think we're going to say that throughout the entirety of the season yeah. because they have had close game after close game after close game. I Especially, like... The, the past couple of weeks, that Indiana game that they went to Indiana and played, that is the only blowout. I'm doing the quotation fingers. People on the radio can't see that. but People
1: here at Flint can. People
2: here at Flint just definitely saw me quotation my fingers. But it's just you have to be more timely. You have to be more precise. And you have to get it done throughout the entirety of the game, not just in Crunch time. And the Thunder just couldn't do it tonight.
1: Again, it really depends on your expectation. If your expectation for this team is they need to win like all these types of games, I'm sorry, you're just going to be disappointed for the reasons that Madison highlighted. If your expectations are more realistic, okay, yeah, a team like this is supposed to make those types of mistakes. The yeah. hope is is by game 60 or game 70 that they're not making the same mistakes over and over because you want to be able to springboard into the off season, into the following season, by cleaning those mistakes up, and then working on other flaws mm-hmm. and other mistakes that you're going to learn. Oh, I actually suck at this now. <laughs> it's it's all about evolution in this game of basketball. But um, it is. one of my favorite things to do when we do the Thunder first take post game show, which is also the OKC 82 podcast. Uh, if you're hey. obviously if you're not going to catch the entire show live, we do put this up on OKC 82 uh, podcast, which you can find everywhere you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I All don't care. We actually just did a show, uh, Madison, you and mm-hmm. I, uh, yesterday with Deontay Burton, which is fantastic, 25 minutes really quick, but a great conversation with one, everybody's favorite Thunder player, Deontay Burton. So give that a listen. Yes. But one of my favorite things to do when we do this, Madison, is making sure that Burton is paying attention. So let's uh, fire up the stat <laughs> cap.
0: Oh, I'm paying attention. Oh, and I got him. Oh, he got Didn't him. Get people him. And people, guys and gals, you know the drill. My head. Cover your ears. In three, two, one. What's new, whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch new whoa, 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 whoa.
1: So I actually got a few, and I'll, I'll bullet point them fairly quickly because I, d- I really don't know which one to, t- to take. So Shea Gildas-Alexander tonight, like we said, him and Chris Paul combined to shoot not very well. But Shea Gildas-Alexander, 7 of 19, He di- I'll give him some credit. He hit some pretty timely big shots late in the fourth to help put the Thunder in position to win. But he ultimately finished 7 of 19, 16 points. First 10 games of the year, Madison, he looked like, yeah, he is going to be a future all-star. Oh, he is yeah. going to be a future superstar. Now, I still think that. Mm-hmm. He's an extended, this is his extended rookie season. He's going to have it a roller coaster of a season in terms of his offensive production. I'm expecting these things, but I do want to highlight seven of sixteen from the field tonight. Over the last ten games, he is averaging five, he is averaging fourteen attempts, hitting five of them, and fifteen points. And this is down from twenty four points a game in those first ten games. Mm. This is now like Shea needs he needs to be Eric Horn from the Athletic called it perfectly. He needs to be recalibrated. Yeah. So that's my first bullet point. My Kay. second bullet I like point. It. In the last two games, Stephen Adams, not only was he perfect from the floor tonight, he was also perfect from the, guess what, the, the foul line. free throw
2: line. And he looked,
1: his shot looks smooth. He looks comfortable on the free throw line. He, he was 4-4 tonight, but in the last two games, he is 9 of 10 from the free throw wow. line. Hitting clutch free throws.
2: He's just been messing with us the first of the season. Yeah. He's like, I know how to shoot free throws. He, I'm just kidding.
1: Clutch free throws against New Orleans to help the Thunder win. Clutch free throws tonight to help put them in position to win. And then my other stat... You take out the Indiana loss a few weeks ago. They lost by 26. Mm -hmm. You take out the Portland loss, which they lost by a zillion. (laughs) Every other loss, and this includes the Washington loss at the beginning of the year when the Thunder lost by 12. All those other losses, the Thunder have lost by an average of five points. Wow. These games are so close. I mean, that's really no breaking news to Thunder fans watching this team.
2: But put it into perspective, that's pretty big.
1: I mean, NBA games... If you look at them on the whole, like, yeah, they come down to a possession or two. But when you're talking about the Thunder with all the adversity that they have, with the new roster that they have, it's still 20 games into the season. I'm still, frankly, fairly surprised, even though I come to expect this type of performance now. Mm -hmm. Like, I I applaud the effort and I applaud the desire to go out there and go compete and win basketball games, even when all the chips are, you know, stacked against them. I applaud it. But this is going to be, like, over and over again, just like I asked Matt Burton earlier. We we're going to do pretty much the same show over and over again. Yeah,
2: so. pretty much. No, I agree with all those stats. I think they're good. I'm not even going to add one. Um, just, yeah, close games for the Thunder. I think it might be a trend this season, which means they're actually fighting. They're still playing well. Uh, I don't want to consider them to be a tanking team just because of how well they are playing, how um, they are contesting these games very like very much so. They're doing a good job doing what they need to do, which is playing at a high level, still giving people hope, but, I mean, they're, they're still losing their game, so... I guess everything's kind of going according to plan, whichever way you want to view it.
1: That is the question I want to ask every single Thunder fan. So why don't you come out to Flint Restaurant so I can ask you? I want to poll everybody.
2: Come see us. Come out
1: to Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. Come have some dinner. Come have some drink. Have a lot of fun with us.
2: Yes. I mean, who wouldn't want dinner at 10 o'clock at night?
1: Who doesn't want to see people talking on 107.7, the franchise 107.9 in Tulsa in real time?
2: I know. We're, we're a Put a face surprise. on the voice that you're listening to.
1: <laughs> it won't hurt you. It won't. But like I said, you were listening to 107.7, the franchise 107.9 in Tulsa. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game show. We're going to take our next break fairly soon. Madison Morris is with me. Matt Burton is in studio, and I am Brady Trantham. Everybody stay tuned. We're going to talk more Thunder basketball because this is the Thunder First Take post-game Show.
2: Ooh, I like this song.
1: With the, with the beats, with the
0: sounds.
2: You know, I actually meant to send you, Matt Burton, I meant to send you a recommendation to come back into this one, but you nailed it. That was a good one.
0: Good. Thank he's you. Doing thank you. I, 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 I can't take credit for it. I'm just putting in random, random uh, bumper music. And know, it always like just it. works out.
1: Ber- Burton is so accustomed to uh, producing for Jerry Ramsey that I, I don't know if he, underst- <laughs> if he knows how to handle like compliments. Like genuine compliments.
0: Yeah, oh, no. I can, you... self, I can self-deprecate with the best of them.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> if you get too many and your head gets too big, he's like, well, well like, yeah, don't, don't take it too much you know that's typical jerry
1: 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in tulsa you are listening to the thunder first take post game show madison morris myself me i brady trantham with matt burton back in studio keeping us alive we are here live at flint restaurant underneath the cold court hotel in downtown oklahoma city and it is a beautiful beautiful december evening i can't believe i said that
2: yeah, it's not snowing. It's not raining anymore. It's not freezing it's not, it's cold. It's not windy. It's not yeah, overtly not windy. windy. Yeah. It's actually like really nice outside.
1: Thank you, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful weather. But thank take you, advantage of it does. and come out. Get yourself some good food. Get yourself some good drink. Come say hi to us. Check out uh, Madison's snake dress. It looks awesome, and she's got <laughs> a leather jacket on. Could you look any more rock starish right now?
2: I mean, it's my dream to be a rock star. Everyone knows this. And Do you play instruments? I play zero instruments. Can you sing? I cannot sing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you could still probably be the lead singer of, a, of some bands.
2: I feel like I could still be like Steven Tyler because he can play the piano and he has the voice of an angel. However, I feel like I could just like scream into the microphone and have a really raspy voice and then um, just walk around the stage with a what is he, a feather microphone stand and I could probably pull it off.
1: Somebody needs to take this woman on, like, national global tour with Aerosmith. Please. It would make Madison's please. life. Please.
2: That's all I want in life. And honestly, like, I'll take photos. I'll uh, do social media. I'll bring you, <laughs> like, Taco Bell after the show. <laughs> I will do whatever you want.
1: Well, nothing nothing will beat an evening of Aerosmith and Taco Bell oh and then uh, a few hours in the bathroom, Probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably.
1: One thing Whatever. one thing that we can all agree on is this game went about the Thunders lost to Indiana 107 to 100 at Chesapeake Energy Arena. It went about the same as a lot of these games have gone. Yeah. The Thunder are 8 and 12. The sad thing is 8 of their wins of of those 8 wins, 6 of them have been against Golden State and New Orleans, yep. 3 each. Doing good. Ouch. Those are two bad teams, but hey, the Thunder took care of business against vastly worse teams so (laughs) credit to them Uh, but again like i said on the stat cat segment um, uh, on the last segment excuse me four points five points these games are being decided by comes down to a possession basically madison and tonight the possession that people are basically still screaming about on twitter as i have twitter open right in front of me the final play where the thunder were down 103 to 100 they could have very well tied it they had just got a big defensive stop. They had done everything. They got up. They got down 100 thanks to mm-hmm. Stephen Adams hitting some clutch free throws. Uh, Shea Gildas Alexander also hit a nice scoop layup with the harm hit the and hit the free throw. Yep. So they're in position. And then they come down the floor, and Chris Paul is clearly trying to get Danilo Gallinari the ball, and that's exactly what you do. Danilo Gallinari is your best option once you get into For the sure, half court, yeah. either him or Chris Paul, unless Shea Gildas Alexander is on, and tonight he was not on. So you go to Danilo Gallinari, and he tried his hardest. Mm -hmm. He even almost tried to do a step-back three off balance, and I (laughs) thought, oh, no, that's going to be a terrible look. But Danilo Gallinari is a smart player, and he still passed the ball around. There was still time left on the shot clock. Goes back to Chris Paul, who slashes, and then finds Terrence Ferguson wide open Mm -hmm. on the left elbow. Mm, Left elbow, kind of left corner, somewhere in that sweet spot. Terrence Ferguson launches. Good rhythm. Good arch. Just didn't fall.
2: No, it did not fall.
1: And people are still up in arms about why did Terrence Ferguson take that shot? But like I just pointed out, Terrence Ferguson was clearly not the first option on that play. Right. Now, Terrence should have hit the shot. Yes, he is an NBA player. He has hit big shots, not necessarily game tying or game winning shots in his career that I can remember, or even been put in a position to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in recent years we've seen Alex Abrines be that guy, yeah. Paul George for obvious reasons, and then. Oh, yeah, Russell Westbrook's just going to chuck yeah. up a 30-footer <laughs> with, with more than enough time left on the shot clock.
2: Because why not? Yeah,
1: exactly. Hashtag why Hashtag not. Hashtag why not. There you go. Um, but with Terrence, he needs to be in that position. And I'm glad that he was. Am I glad that he missed it? No. Of course, I want Thunder fans to be happy. I, I don't want them to be angry looking at me as we uh, do this show at Flint Restaurant. <laughs> but I think in in the long, in, for the long game, we need to see more instances where Terrence Ferguson is, A, aggressive offensively, and, B, put into positions like yeah. this. Now, you don't basically draw up a play for him to be the guy because he's just not the guy. Yeah. But if, you know, Golinari is closed off, Shea is not on, then, yeah, give Terrence Ferguson the shot. hmm Hopefully, the hope is he learns from this. He has the experience now. If he's ever in the same position again, he'll make it happen.
2: Yeah, and I really liked the fact that Terrence got that shot just because – Brady and I were talking about this off the air during the break. So, Brady, you're hearing this for a second time, but I'm going to go ahead and say it to our lovely radio listeners. I like like
1: to think that people just assume we don't talk to each other
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know. We actually (laughs) do have conversations when we take the headsets off. But um, so what I was saying during the break was that I like the fact that Terrence got this shot because there needs to be more than, like, one or two guys on a team that – are the guys to go to when it's crunch time situation and obviously right now on this team it is going to be Shea or it is going to be Danilo and obviously Shea he was just he did pick up uh what 16 points in the game and yes good for him but those didn't come until very late especially after halftime I would not want to rely on that guy for this kind of situation no offense to Shea
0: but obviously
2: (laughs) Danilo Guys are really putting a lot of pressure on him right now, especially the opposing defense, just because he is a guy that has been reliable throughout the entire season. I kind of said that earlier on in the show. And so he is the guy to go to in this type of situation. However, that shot was not here for him tonight. So if Shea's not really on and then Danilo is highly contested, he is not having any luck finding an open shot. I liked the fact that Terrence Ferguson got it because he has proven to Thunder fans that he's able to knock down those corner threes. Have they been consistent? No. Uh, but is he able to do it? Yes. And so I wanted to see him at least hit that shot or have that opportunity to hit the shot because if he had made that, the ta- oh my goodness, the tables would have yeah, turned so much. It was
1: around this time last year, I believe, where Terrence Ferguson started to go on his two-month tear yeah. where he was shooting north of 40% he on four or five job. attempts from, from deep. Right. So he has that capability.
2: Yes, he does. And I
1: understand the frustration from the fan base of, like, man, I'd rather see Danilo Gallinari take a contested off-balance step back three. I get it. I get that. But at the same time, that's a bad shot, even though it's Danilo Gallinari. Chris Paul made the right decision. Terrence Ferguson did everything correct. The ball Mm -hmm. just didn't fall. And that's going to happen. You're going to lose games when you play basketball. You're going to lose games regardless of what sport you are, especially when you are just not as talented as your opponent. And you can debate, are the Pacers better or are the Pacers not um, as as good as the Thunder? Clearly they are. They've, yeah. they've now swept the season series uh, 2-0. It is what it is. I like it for the long term, but again, I understand the frustration.
2: I do understand the frustration. I do hope that Terrence does get that shot one of these days. I think he will be someone that uh, will either be put into that situation again or he will be called upon to take that shot sometime later on in the season. Whoever knows. But... I, I do have faith that he can hit it one of these days, so I think, uh, just kind of out of the blue, he's going to be able to hit that one day, so like Brady said, this is a great learning opportunity for him. It was just, it was a good look for him, it just didn't fall, and that's the way the game is played, so, I mean, life goes on.
1: Life goes on, and which is a perfect segue into something that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this game in particular, but... It's a hot story it, right now. It does have to do with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I would assume by now everybody listening to this wonderful show on this wonderful radio station, 107.7 <laughs> franchise, 1079 in Tulsa, is well aware of the whereabouts of one Andre Robertson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday at practice, the Thunder informed, uh, I was there, Madison, you were on your way. <laughs> I was you were coming. On, you were on your way, but the Thunder informed us prior to uh, them letting us onto the floor to go talk to Billy Donovan that Andre Robertson was away from the team. Mm-hmm. He's in Los Angeles now rehabbing. Basically to get a change of scenery. Um, we asked if it was to get a second opinion, if there was a, a setback and that's causing him to go to LA to go see some more doctors. Billy Donovan reiterated that it's not the case. Yeah. He's just frustrated that he can't play basketball. He just wants he just needed a change of scenery to be away from the team. Yeah. And maybe just having better weather, have, seeing some palm trees. Fixing could help the the mental state of a guy who hasn't played basketball in two years almost. We're coming up on the anniversary fairly soon. But at the end of the day, Madison, it's incredibly unfortunate. And just like the Terrence Ferguson missed shot, the frustration, I understand the frustration from fans. Like, Why are the Thunder wasting a roster spot? They're not wasting a roster spot on him. They're not. Why are the Thunder wasting money on him? They're not wasting wasting money money. on him. The Thunder are going to pay the tax regardless because of what they were the last few years. It's going to take care of itself. They're going to be a cheap, cheap, cheap team the second that Chris Paul is off this team, which could be in 11 days. It could be (laughs) at the end of the year. I don't know. But it's going to happen fairly soon. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about the roster spot. At the end of the day for Andre Robertson, it just sucks. Yeah, It's unfor- it It's unfortunate. Andre Robertson, personally, is a, is a wonderful guy to talk to when we have the opportunities to talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that, you know, Madison, we're trying to do our best to cover this team, unbiased, of course, but we still can't help but root for certain guys because they, they treat us well, because they're just f- fun guys to be around. Yeah. Andre Robertson fits in that category, so for that, it's just very, very unfortunate. You, ha- I, It's a cliche to say you hate to see it, but you truly hate <laughs> to see this. You do. Hopefully... A change of scenery does do well for Andre Robertson, but with what's been going on, with all the setbacks he's had going back to last year, it's not looking good for it's his – he's on the final year of his deal. Once this season is over, he's no longer contractually obligated to play for the Thunder. It's not looking good.
2: It's not looking good, and honestly, I it, – it's such a sticky situation right now because – I like the fact, personally, I do like the fact that he has gone off to Los Angeles because he could probably get, I don't want to say better help, but he could probably get more help out there. He can be uh, kind of pulled away from the game so he's not totally, you know, centered around the Thunder. He's not having to show up to practice and be reminded of his setback. I feel like this is a good chance for him to have a better atmosphere, to look around and just focus on getting better. It's not just the physicality of it. And I said this with you and Chisholm earlier today, but it's not just the physicality. I feel like it could be a little bit of a mental thing too. So whatever it takes, you know, get out to Los Angeles. If that's what's best for him, then go. And I think Thunder fans, I might be doing a big hot take right here saying this, but I think that if Thunder fans really want to see him come back and be a great player, if that ever happens, then you should wish for him to do what he needs to do. And Billy Donovan said in pregame today, he was saying that it was Andre's call to go to Los Angeles and the Thunder fully supported him. So he made it clear that he wanted to go to Los Angeles. It was his choice. And then as soon as he came to the Thunder and said like, Hey, I am wanting to go to Los Angeles to make this happen. I think this is what is best for me. They were the ones who went forward and set up all of the accommodations, the just like a way for him to go to LA. And so, I think this is going to be good for him. Everyone needs a change of scenery for a while. It's about to get really cold and nasty here in Oklahoma. Maybe I don't know, but global warming's <laughs> being weird. It's actually really nice tonight. It's December fourth, uh, but I don't know. I think winter could... is coming,
1: is what you're saying. Oh my god, season eight was trash.
2: <laughs> but I really do think this is going to be good for him. I do understand the frustrations. What Brady was saying, there is going to be frustrations. Just you know, why wasn't Thunder medical staff able to take care of him? Like, what what's going on? But at the same time, he may really need this to get better. And so Thunder fans should really be wishing him well going off to Los Angeles right now. And maybe he can come back better. Maybe he won't. That's something that nobody knows right now. Probably not even Billy Donovan and the Thunder staff. And so right now, I think people should just wish him well. And hopefully that will be kind of a leeway for him to come back and be a better player if he is off in Los Angeles taking care of himself.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I had to have a take on this, to me, what this is, is the Thunder this is their last-ditch optimistic effort because the alternative, like the next step, the next worst step, because obviously the next step could be that he comes back. Yeah. Great. That would be great be for awesome. not just the Thunder because he's a good player yeah. who could help them win games, but it's also good for his future in the NBA mm-hmm. because if he doesn't play again this year, whatever t- any other team that could potentially throw a contract at him, that is a huge gamble for that franchise, whether it be the Thunder or somebody else. But this is the last-ditch optimistic effort because the alternative is to just shut him down and to shut him down like I said would put his future in the NBA in absolute jeopardy Mm. more so than it is right now so this is the thunder the Thunder, and Andre Arbison probably clinging on to the hope that he can at some point come back and return and I hope that it happens I don't want to see somebody's NBA career end because of an unfortunate injury yeah no matter who it is no matter how it happens it's just it's terrible these are the this is this is his livelihood
2: and, I mean, what you were saying, Brady, he's a good person. I mean, we've talked to him before. He's always been a positive person who has been respectful towards the media. Apparently, he's a good teammate. These guys wish him well.
1: And he clowns Darius Baisley for his 90s and, fashion in the <laughs> locker room. And I love
2: that. I love anyone who clowns No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I don't know. I think this could be really good for him. Hello, Jerry Ramsey. And, um, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what this could do for Andre because I think it could be something good for him. Um, obviously there's going to be a lot of help for him out in Los Angeles. If he does need that change of scenery and that's what's going to help him, he's certainly getting it because I see no (laughs) comparison to Oklahoma City and Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, good for Dre. I think that's going to be great. And also happy birthday, Dre. Yeah. Today's Uh, his birthday. (laughs) Yeah, the Thunder tweeted
1: out this morning, uh, happy birthday, Andre Robertson. It's like, wow, timing. Timing. But, hey, (laughs)
2: you
1: get to spend it in Los Angeles on the company dime. That can't hurt. i So, thoughts, all the thoughts towards Andre Robertson and his future. So, I know Thunder fans are probably rooting for him as well. But I want to hear Matt Burton's voice just one more time. So, uh, Mr. Burton, why don't you take us around the
0: association really, really quick? Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, really, really quickly, I can do that for you. The Bucks beat. The Pistons in Detroit 127 to 103. Um the Warriors took down the Hornets. No, just kidding. The Hornets took down the Warriors. I was about
2: to say, really? Yeah, Damn. no,
0: the way I wrote it, you know, I just I, I wrote it all down. I put in so much work and so much heart into this show. What did I tell you about writing? And that's reading. my bad. I'm so writing, sorry. Writing, reading. <laughs> <laughs> but the Hornets win one oh six to ninety one over the tanking Warriors. Um, guys, I really hope the Warriors, if there are basketball gods, um the Warriors should go nine and seventy three. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. That's the Suns lost to the Magic in Orlando, 128-114. Uh, Frank the Tank Kaminsky led the way with this for the Suns with 23. Uh, the Nets took down the Hawks in Atlanta, 130-118. The Nets had four players score over 20 points in that one. Let me flip the page here. Uh, there we go. All turn right, the page. turn the page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get my Bob Seger on. I wanted to make that yeah. Bob Seger. You know, yeah, yeah. Bob
1: Seger covered that song, by <laughs> the way. Okay, that's fine.
0: The Mighty Mighty Metallica. Well. He did it well. He did well. Um, so uh, the Heat lose to the Celtics in Boston. Celtics take this one, one twelve to ninety three. And then the Bulls win at home against the Grizzlies, one oh six to ninety nine. And then there are some other scores. Games still going on. Um, the Trailblazers are up one um at home against the sacramento kings with eight and a half minutes left in the third quarter and two games just went final not that long ago the lakers took down the jazz 121 to 96 and the mavericks win at home against the minnesota timberwolves 121 to 114
1: dwight powell with a career high 24 points and it wasn't against the thunder and it wasn't all a result of playing against the thunder and just hitting lob dunks it's amazing (laughs) amazing hashtag this league <laughs> well everybody thank you so so much for tuning in with us here on the franchise thunder first take post game show 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in tulsa shout out to mr matt burton back in studio for keeping us alive thank you matt thank you so much matt i always love to hear your voice thank you for talking to my cousin on the uh
0: okc82 podcast Deontay uh, burton.
1: yes and exactly good segue into if you're just tuning in and you're like i want to listen to madison morris and brady trantham some more for, first of all the you're check is in, in the look. mail thank you so much but you can always just type in OKC82 on whatever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Type it in because every time Madison and I are on the uh, on the radio doing the postgame show, we just record it, put it up there for the uh, episode following that particular game. So you can listen to the entire show if you missed a segment or two. So feel free to subscribe. It's free. It's free content, Madison. It is. It's it's You don't op- have to pay for it. It's amazing. Awesome. I I like not paying for things. It's great. I do as well. Once again the Thunder lose to the Indiana Pacers 107 to 100. The Thunder are 8 and 12 on the year, but remember the Thunder were 8 and 12 last or 2 years ago with Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. So it could be much worse. That's true. Maybe some good things are on the horizon. Optimism. The Thunder are back in action Friday night against the Andrew Wiggins. Oh no. Oh no. Here he comes everybody. He's coming back. And the Minnesota Timberwolves, so we'll see if uh, Andrew Wiggins has luck against the this rendition of the thunder as he comes to town friday night everybody (laughs) like i said thank you so much for listening but you've been listening to the thunder thunder they're they're fun they're we we call them the thunder too you've been listening to the thunder first take post game show 107.7 the franchise 1079 in t-town